different answers to this question, but I think the overwhelming reason is that Rome has exerted a continuous and profound influence on the history of not just Europe, but of the Western world, and because of the dominance of the Western world in the global forum of the whole world. The, the heritage of ancient Rome is vast, and I will give you just one example from the complicated mosaic of how this heritage has been transferred to us. This is the Grand Tour, the so-called Grand Tour that was very popular in the Renaissance uh, right through to the 19th century, but especially popular among British noblemen, noble youths, especially men, uh, in the 18th century. The Grand Tour was a prerequisite for the educated man, who had, of course, already read his Latin and Greek in school, or perhaps in universities. And the Grand Tour involved traveling over to the continent from England, usually, beginning at Paris, and then, with no set itinerary, moving through the great cultural centers of Europe. But the destination was invariably always Rome. Uh, you could add in Florence and Naples, because in the 18th century, at this time, Pompeii was just being discovered and excavated in a very systematic way. So Naples was also a popular destination, but for Roman reasons. And, of course, Venice was also a popular spot, but the ultimate destination was invariably Rome. At any one time, there could be hundreds of Englishmen traversing the continent on their way, looking at all the ancient monuments. In 1786, for instance, Sir John Fleming Lester noted that Rome was, quote, perfectly filled with English, unquote. And Edward Gibbon was prompted to write his vast and magisterial study, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, uh, whilst sitting on the Capitoline Hill in Rome on the Grand Tour uh, as a young man in 1764. Well, the direct way that the ancient world came into the modern through these Grand Tours is self-evident. When these people came back from Italy and from Rome, they brought with them the sensibilities of, of the ancient world. They liked to decorate their houses or build them even in neoclassical styles. They, they liked to surround themselves either with genuine ancient artifacts or with fakes. And, of course, in the poetry they wrote, the uh, literature they wrote, they reproduced ancient Roman sensibilities again and again. Direct cultural influence through the Grand Tour. But that's only one tiny tessera of the larger mosaic. In fact, if we look around us in the modern world, the face of Rome is everywhere to be seen, as long as you know where to look and how to identify it when you look there. For instance, the Romans have given us two major models of government. A republic, a balanced republic involving usually a limited enfranchised body of citizens who elect members of a council that also has an executive branch of officers answerable to that council who carry out the orders of the council. That is a Roman model of government. The other model, which is not, of course, popular on this side of the Atlantic, but has been very popular in Europe and is still around in certain places, is a monarchy. But a monarchy tempered by law and tradition, and also a monarchy answerable to councils and the public. And another form of government that has died out since, but, has, but was very popular and very common in Europe for many centuries, was absolute monarchy. All of these are Roman models. In the case of the United States of America, for instance, the founders were unequivocally and directly influenced by their knowledge of the ancient Roman past in formulating the Constitution. In fact, recent books on the subject uh, have emerged that bring this out 
absolutely clearly. One published in 1995 is called The Founders and the Classics and shows not just how the polity of the USA has been influenced by ancient Rome, but how attitudes towards pastoralism, agriculture, the place of the citizen in the state and so forth were all informed by the founders' knowledge of the classics and particularly of the Roman classics. Another feature of the Roman world that we inherit and take for granted is our reverence for the law. The Romans loved the law. They conceived of the law somewhat differently from the way we do. It wasn't a law of individual human rights the way our modern law is. But the notion that the law stands above us all, that the law is something to which all of us are, are answerable, including the members of the, of the government, that is a Roman concept. The Romans also um, were very profligate by ancient standards with their citizenship, which is another feature certainly of, uh, of America if we think about it, how many different people can come and become citizens of America.